Happy Friday to you and congratulations. You have made it to the other side of AEP 2021. And whether it was your first, fourth, or 15th, well done. Time to take a moment and catch your breath. And what better way to do that than by tucking into some of the headlines you might have missed this week? Well, before we do that, we've got to cover a little bit of housekeeping. We've been getting a few inquiries here at Ritter about COVID-19 special enrollment periods. There seems to be a bit of confusion over this topic, so I just wanted to mention the clarification we received from CMS. And again, this is an official response. The administration provided an emergency-slash-disaster SEP related to COVID starting in March, and the policy allowed it to run for four months. That SEP ended June 30th, 2020. What is always available is the case-by-case SEP for other exceptional circumstances. If a COVID-related SEP is released, CMS will provide an official announcement. So hopefully that clears up some of the confusion on the special enrollment period front. And with that, we can move on to our list. Number one this week, and we certainly did not have to wait long for this one. President-elect Joe Biden named his pick for Secretary of Health and Human Services, and this one was not on the short list we mentioned last week. California Attorney General Xavier Becerra will be getting the official nod to go through the confirmation process. He's been instrumental in protecting many Obama-era healthcare laws from lawsuits during Trump's presidency. The former House Democrat will be the first Latino HHS secretary, and some critics are concerned that he is not a doctor nor an infectious disease expert as others who have filled this role have been. Others have criticized Becerra's progressive views and support of Medicare for All. Andy Slavitt, former CMS admin under President Obama, commented that Becerra was a solid choice, saying, quote, You don't lack for expertise. You have to be able to manage very strong leaders, end quote. Number two, continuing along in that same vein, as the leadership in our country changes, so will some of the policies that affect our industry. Back in early 2017, we featured what some of those changes might look like under President Trump. Now we're doing the same with President-elect Joe Biden. The Kaiser Family Foundation took a look at some potential actions the Biden administration might take as they begin the process of putting their policies into effect. Most of the actions outlined that apply to our industry involve pandemic regulations, fighting the opioid crisis, and expanding Medicaid. What I like about this particular report is that it gives a lot of detail as far as the dates laws become effective or expire, and if regulatory change would be necessary to change the laws. Those particular actions could be tricky to pass legislation through, depending on how the Senate runoff in Georgia goes. Definitely worth taking a look through that article, especially to see all of the COVID-19-related regulations that are awaiting renewal before the Senate and House end their respective sessions for 2020. Number three, with COVID-19 cases on the rise, the Department of Health and Human Services has begun publishing their COVID-19 facility data at a more granular level. Rather than just at a state level, they now have data sets available that show COVID-19 cases by facility. 
That release was made on Monday of this week, and on Wednesday, NPR announced a local lookup tool with the HHS data and analysis from the University of Minnesota's COVID-19 hospitalization tracking project. So in short, you can look up your county and see how the hospitals in your area are doing. It's certainly information that's worth taking a look at and gives you a little better of an idea what's going on in your area and also in your loved ones' areas, especially if they're in a different county or even out of state. We will have the link to that tool on NPR's website in our notes for this episode. Number four, in tech news, WebEx has added to its features as they're aiming to stay competitive with Zoom and Teams. New features that parent company Cisco announced included noise cancellation, transcription, real-time translation, meeting templates, and my favorite, in-meeting gestures. When you make a thumbs up or clap, the corresponding emoji will show on the screen. If you're a regular user, definitely want to check out that write-up to see what's new on WebEx. Number five. With the end of AEP, the beginning of the holidays, and the fact that COVID numbers are on the rise, let's talk a little bit about managing stress and how to prioritize mental health for a minute here. I've got two great articles to link to, but I'll start off with a quote from one of them. That comes from poet and activist Audre Lorde, quote, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare, end quote. So take some time out for yourself. Limit the things that give you anxiety. I recently deleted Facebook off my home screen, so I don't have to fight the urge to open up the app and start mindlessly scrolling. Maybe for you it's Instagram or the news or some other app. And then remember to halt. Are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Make sure you're eating right, managing your stress, reaching out if you feel isolated, and getting enough rest. And if you feel like you're really going through it, reach out to family, friends, or a professional. It's been a wild 2020, and I'm sure most of you are the same as me. We're just ready to watch 2020 go and be gone. We'll get there together, friends. That brings us to our bonus for this episode. On Wednesday this week, the U.S. government filed not one but two antitrust lawsuits against Facebook. One was brought by the Federal Trade Commission, the other by attorneys general from 48 states and territories. But the call is the same. Facebook has allegedly participated in anti-competitive conduct and currently holds a monopoly. The FTC is calling for Facebook to divest Instagram and WhatsApp. Ian Connor, director of the FTC's Bureau of Competition, said, quote, Facebook's actions to entrench and maintain its monopoly deny consumers the benefits of competition. Our aim is to roll back Facebook's anti-competitive conduct and restore competition so that innovation and free competition can thrive, end quote. The lawsuit from the attorneys general serves to back up the FTC, But they also claim that Facebook is a monopoly that is maintained by, quote, deploying a buy or bury strategy that thwarts competition and harms both users and advertisers, end quote. Facebook had not yet commented at the time that this episode was recorded, but we'll be linking to two write-ups on the lawsuits, and we will be following this story closely as it progresses and unfolds. So make sure you're following along with us so you don't miss out on updates and new episodes. 
That is all we have for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.